0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is the lovely Dr. Brooke Keels, and we are in a series here on Mercy Talk about the vital role that relationships and community play in our mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health and over the past couple of weeks we have talked a whole lot about how we were made and designed for relationships and community and we have we have covered a lot about even just how our culture today and just some of the values even of our culture today are really pushing hard against community. So we've really kind of set the stage for where we're heading over these next few episodes. Today, I'm very excited. We're going to be talking about what healthy, life-giving community actually looks like. We're going to kind of paint a picture and maybe even together catch a vision for what a deeply committed community could look like in our lives. And my prayer would really be that this vision just compels each of us to move forward and intentionally seek out what I think we all believe that the Lord has has always had in mind for us. And so we are glad that you've joined us today and we hope that you enjoy the show. Brooke, here we are again, Melanie. Let's do this. We're doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like our last couple of episodes um, have just been a lot of, like, groundwork and a lot of, I mean, I know the last one that we did just on, like, how culture is pushing against community was just like, mm-hmm. ugh. Like, this is yeah. like, we all want this. Our culture doesn't want us to have it. Like, that's kind of where we've been. So, I'm ready to get yeah. to that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think... I mean, I think it's necessary, obviously, because you kind of have to build the the Mm -hmm. thesis here, you know. But also, I think that um, you got to know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, how often do we Mm -hmm. sit around and be like, why is this so hard? Mm -hmm. Like, is it me? Um, Yeah, sure. But also, Mm -hmm. it's it's probably all of these other things, too. And then you kind of just know what you're working with. And I think that's, you know, an important thing. I just... I'm, yep. You know me well enough to know. I just want to know what I'm dealing with. It doesn't yeah. have to be pretty. I just need to know. And right. then I can do something about it. So right. um, so as, as a not exciting or warm and touchy-feely, <laughs> some of that True. may have been. Yeah, but now we're diving into to the Let's good get stuff. Out of, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. I think I hear that from people all the time. And I either say it or think it all the time. I'm like, why is this so hard? Like, so many people are like, man, I, I I really wish I had this community. I wish I feel lonely. I feel isolated. Why can't I have it? Like, why is this so hard? So I just, I do think that you are right in that it is so important. And I know for me, as we researched this series, that was what was so good for me going, Oh my goodness, it makes total sense why this is so hard. <laughs> like this is, it's, it's all coming together for me. I understand a little more now, again, like you said, what we're dealing with. Um, so but I am. I am looking forward to starting to kind of move towards um, a picture of what community could be and really how, how to get there. And that's where we're now heading in okay. these next few weeks. So if you have been depressed by the last couple of episodes you've heard on Mercy Talk, stay with us. I think, I think um, where we're going to talk about today, well, first of all, I kind of want to clarify um, what we're going to be looking at today. There are lots of models. And again, as I researched, I was like, man, there's a lot out there that show kind of this picture of like circles of relationships or layers of relationships in your life. And right. across all those models, the basic idea is that you have like this really wide circle of people around you that would be maybe characterized as like acquaintances. Again, different models have different words for this, but this is like everybody that you know, but then like the circles get closer and smaller and smaller. As they, you know, as they move in. And so maybe from acquaintances, you then have a closer circle that you would call casual friends and then a closer circle that you would call friends. And then like your closest, closest circle is best friends, right? So it's this, you know, again, something similar to that. And so I think it's important to say that for the sake of this episode and really kind of what we're talking about for the rest of this series, we are really talking about the closest circle of people around you. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I I don't know how many people would say they even really have that right now. This is the conversations I find myself in is that a lot of people have acquaintances and they have 500 friends. But my guess is that a lot of people today don't have what they would consider a close, committed inner circle of like deep relationships. Um, But Mm -hmm. if you listen to the first episode in this series, you'll remember... Like we were made for that. That is what we all crave, whether or not we're even aware of it or want to believe it. Our souls were created for those kinds of deep, committed relationships. And um, and I shared this on that first episode, but I kind of want to repeat it because I think it's important in remembering. And, and I got this from Jenny Allen's book, Find Your People. But she said the connection that you and I both long to experience And and when I read these words, I was like, oh, I just connect with this so much. She said, I have seen for myself that it is possible. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't not fight for this kind of life. And it so deeply resonated with me because I don't know about you, Brooke, but I have I've had a very specific specific season of my life where I felt like I had these kind like this deep close community with an inner circle of people around me who, who were in my life, like day to day in my life. I mean, I maybe didn't see them every day, but we were in constant contact with each other. We saw each other regularly. They knew what was going on in my life. They knew the state of my heart. They knew the deepest things I was struggling with. And I was in, I was in a, sorry, I'm going to let you talk here just a second. I, I was in a conversation in, uh, actually by sunday school class at our church a couple weeks ago and it was a bunch of people around our age 30s and 40s and they were like yeah in college yeah i had that in college but we're not in college anymore so we can't have that anymore and i was like i'm like raising my hand over here and i was like yeah that wasn't in college for me um Mm -hmm. i was actually in my 20s and the people in that close center circle were people who were in their 30s and had young kids and then there were other people in their 50s who had teenage kids and so the teenage kids and me in my 20s and another person, in the, like it was a very uh, multi generational circle. I was like, uh, I don't buy the excuse that you can only have that in college when you're living with other people and you don't have a life.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and also, what do you know about yourself and co- the deep levels of your soul in college? <laughs> That's just, yeah, we're tell me dumb. about what that looked like because I almost think
0: that that <laughs> mm-hmm. translated as like, well, I was just in constant contact with these same people. That's not what right. we're talking about.
1: It's not. yeah Yeah. that's a good point i'm glad actually you made that distinction because that's not it this isn't like just being somebody living with people yeah or seeing them in class or right and proximity helps i mean proximity helps
0: yeah it's an important piece of it
1: but that's not you know that's not what we mean the person you study with yeah
0: like i because i have had a taste of that i just connect with what jenny allen said of like Oh, and I've told my husband this so many times since then, like that season of my life has ruined me. (laughs) It has Mm -hmm. ruined me Yeah, because I know what that can be like. And now I know what it's like to not have it. And like she said, I can't unsee it and I can't not fight for this kind of life now because I know how rich and sweet it is. And so for a lot of people, I think they don't even have a vision for this because they haven't had a taste of that. Um. And yeah. so they're like, "What? Well, I don't even know what you're talking about." But in like, you guys, trust me. Once you do, yeah, you will. You will experience how rich it makes your life, and you'll never, you'll never not want it.
1: Yeah. Well, and you and I are different. Like I have not. Um, I think I'm, I'm. I'm a very. This will come as a surprise. Uh, I don't let a lot of people in you know, (laughs) so I definitely don't let a lot of people speak into things, you know, um, you've got to really earn your way with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and right or wrong, that's just Mm -hmm. what it is. Um, I have been very, so, but I have had these people just along the way, you know, Mm -hmm. just even as, a teenager, I had this, you know, young college student actually like mm-hmm. show up in my life and she is still in my life and I can still call her and go, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z, and she can read my mail. And that's what I, you know, we just have a lot of trust and years, mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, my story very much goes like, I, you know, I was, I learned to survive being different people to different, you know what I mean? All Mm -hmm. things to all people, Mm -hmm. a little bit of that preacher kid stuff, right? Probably a lot of only child stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as you go through, it's like I would morph. And I remember, um, I think I've said this on here before, I don't know, but there's that old movie, I guess it's old now, doesn't feel that old, Runaway Bride. And the whole thing, he was like, you don't even know how you like your eggs, right? Mm-hmm. She keeps dating me. So her, she likes her eggs, however, like the person she's dating, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I like my eggs, which... For me, it was really weird because I'm a pretty decisive person, but I also was like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, and that's fine. But that also allowed me to deflect, right? And so I don't know that I had deep community in that way. I had people for sure, but like a group, um, honestly, until we moved uh, to Nashville, because the other part of it is when you get into ministry young you're pouring out to everyone. You know, you don't really get it back. And then yeah, I think you as totally a counselor, started. You, right. You know, yeah. you do all this training as a <laughs> yeah. counselor to not receive. Yeah. And so learning how to be friends with people on an equal playing field who don't give a, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: word, <laughs> that you fill in the blank wherever you're at in your relationship with the Lord, you know, um, that, you know, don't care like that I went to Mm -hmm. school or what I do or, you know, all that kind of stuff and can just be like, that's dumb. And I'm like, my gosh, it is dumb, you know, or whatever. Like I, it took a long time. And so having that in Nashville, you know, was life changing. and, And sadly, you know, through that process of, have lost some people in it. And then mm-hmm. you also, you know, have maintained and God mm-hmm. has been really sweet to me in that way and have put people in our lives that have pursued us and had a lot of grace. And I've shared that before because it was just mm-hmm. a really hard season.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so anyway, so yeah. all that to say, like you and I are coming at this from de- very different places because I am fighting to maintain those that hung mm-hmm. in there, you know, mm-hmm. with us. And mm-hmm. also, Building that now that we're in Texas mm-hmm. because it's we need it so mm-hmm. badly, and so that's actually it's funny. Scott and I've been praying because this is the year of friends, mm-hmm. you know. And it's hard for yeah. me to imagine because I'm also like, now nah, I already like three people, do we have to add, you know?
0: <laughs> no, but I yeah. mean, to be clear, so. like we aren't, we aren't in. The, I mean, my husband and I are talking about this all the time right now. We don't have that anymore. I mm-hmm. had it in a season, yeah. and it was a season that was sweet. And we don't have it. And even in doing this series, it has messed me up again because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, Same. I know yep. what is possible. I know mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've tasted it. Um, and it was too good to not continue to yeah. want it and to crave it. And so I've, that's yeah. really what we want to talk about today is is really going into like, what could this look like? You know, for anybody yeah. who's listening, who's
1: like, I don't that's know what exactly you're right. talking about.
0: Right. <laughs> well, then let's just talk about what a picture of that could be.
1: Yeah. And I think we can just do that, honestly, by assessing whether or not you actually have it, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and you mentioned the Jenny Allen book. And so some of the questions that she brings up in there is like, um, if there's someone who knows where you are today and who has at least some sense of how it feels to be where you are. And obviously, I mean, it could physically be that it's very hot in Texas. I do appreciate Mm -hmm. when people are like, this is really bad. Right. Yeah. But we also mean emotionally, you know, or in that season of life, though, you mentioned that's not necessary, but maybe they've been there before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, are there people that know things about you that you don't know about yourself? Um, and that would include the things that you would like to hide. And you know what? If you find somebody that can call that out, hold on to them. Yeah. Like, if they know it, they see it, and they love you anyway, like, that's a great person. It's a great person to pull into your community. Um, do you have others that are close enough to see you and know you as well or better than you know yourself. Um, and then, you know, if you experience a uh, conflict that is inevitable, that comes with being that close to somebody, have mm-hmm. you had conflict and it get resolved and not just so let's all pretend it's okay, but we actually sat down and talked through it and worked through it and mm-hmm. now we are closer and more connected for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think this is the last question uh, in there. And I'm sure there's more, but this is the, the one I noted, um, is that if you sometimes dream of running away, perhaps to a far country, uh, you know, or do you sometimes dream of running away, to a far country and uh, not want anyone around you, then that might indicate that you are not letting people in, you know, so, like, um, and and I think that's a part of it. And in those questions, I think assessing who's in your life and who's not. And then also, do you put up barriers to that mm-hmm. so that you aren't well known? Does it freak you out that I just said there are people who see you and know you better than you know yourself. Like mm-hmm. if that bothers you, like it does me, mm-hmm. that is probably an issue, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to be assessed. And I think, um, you know, when and I, I'm assuming the Andy Crouch episode will be, you know, before this or, or, you know, in that way, but when he talks about that, like, um, Andy Crouch talks about how we are all heart, soul, mind, strength complexes, and we are designed for love. Um, and so that's the case, like we need a place where we can exercise those capacities. Mm-hmm. Can you be a heart, a soul, a mind with somebody else? Um, and, you know, we all need a place that we can be deeply known, mm-hmm. that we can also invest in other people, because I feel like that's another nuance of it is that a lot of people want to be deeply known, but they don't want to invest yeah. to know others. And and I think it's a it's a fine line. It's got to be a both and. Yeah. Um, you've got to put yourself out there in that way. And sometimes you're going to pursue people that you know, like, really feel like God's asking me to be in their life. Mm-hmm. And it may not feel all that reciprocal at first. And then but just allowing God to work in that relationship. And I've been very grateful. I know you've heard me say this, um, you know, in our own lives, like there was a a family, you know, in, uh, in Franklin that just, we just didn't even know what to do with ourselves. Like things were just so tough and they just pursued us mm-hmm. every week. Do y'all want to come to dinner? Do y'all want to come to dinner? Do y'all want to, you know, let's do lunch. And I am just forever grateful for what mm-hmm. they did and the, the energy. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you, you tell me no twice. I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> they're just like, Loving yeah. us and what, and she and she'll tell you now, she's like, I just knew that you were supposed to be in our lives,
0: uh, and I'm yeah.
1: just you know, so forever yeah. grateful for that, you know. Yeah, so yeah,
0: I mean, um, I think, like you said, and I, we don't really, we're not going to dive into this on this episode, but I remember in reading People Fuel, uh, that John Townsend wrote, which we're going to talk a little bit about here, but he talked about the different kinds of relationships that you. You know, need in your life. And there were like, he called them the seven C's. And I remember one of those C's was a care relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's where you are really caring for another person and pouring into them without really getting much back. And that's okay. That's an important relationship to have. You need to have those relationships in your life. Also, you need to have, as we have said, the kind of relationships that are reciprocal, that go back and forth, where you can have needs, where you can be, as we say it, Empower, where you can be the weak one, where you don't have to always be pouring right. out. Sometimes the care relationships can turn into those kinds of relationships. You never know, but they're all important. Right. I think it's good for, and they, and they shift in different seasons. Right. Um, but for, for the sake of today, I think one of the biggest characteristics that I've thought through and found even in in researching was that healthy, life-giving, deep community is a group of people that is committed to meeting each other's needs. Mm. That is and 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 I it was in our first episode of the series where we talked about need. And we're gonna (laughs) we have a whole episode coming on need and vulnerability. It's painful. Uh but but we all have needs that the Lord literally created other people to meet as well. I mean he is our ultimate provider, but he created us to need things from other human beings. Um, and I loved in in people fuel in that book, which you have talked about people fuel for years.
1: Yeah, it's and I finally luck.
0: read it, and it's so good. Um, but he talks about the way John Townsend refers to it is relational nutrients is what he calls it. And he Mm -hmm. says about relational nutrients, these are things that you cannot give yourself. They come from outside of you, from relationships, from people. And he said, we are designed to be givers and takers of these things nutrients and i loved also okay. he talked about how these relational nutrients which we'll run through them really quickly here in a minute because yeah. I've, I've mentioned this to people in conversations because this has been like all up in my head lately right. and they kind of <laughs> look at me like what's <laughs> relational like give me an idea of what you're talking about so we'll run through that list really quickly here in a sec but he says that when we take in these relational nutrients from other people they literally become part of us and he just talks about when those nutrients become internalized And I love the way he talks about this kind of stuff, but he said they're converted into emotional and intellectual energy, strength, healing, the things that we need for growth and health. We receive these nutrients from others, we internalize them, and we become stronger. And that's the whole point of this entire series is how our mental, emotional, relational, spiritual health requires relationships and requires community. And so... Um, yep. he says, and I'll quote, this is the quote, and then I'm going to let you run through this list real quick, but okay. he says, you are probably in deficit right now. He says this in his book to the readers. You are probably in deficit right now because the great majority of people that I know and work with are not getting the nutrients that they need for growth. They are running largely on willpower, determination, and the vertical dimension of faith, meaning they are running off of their own strength, their own willpower, their own self-discipline, their own determination, and them and the Lord. That's it. Yeah. And so he said, most, the vast majority of human beings right now are relationally deficient. Deficient. Deficient? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I was looking for. That's it. Um, And so I just was like, oh, you know, and John Townsend works with lots of people. So if he says most people don't have it, I'm trusting him. He does. Uh, So anyway, to give people a better picture... You can uh, share what those I can nutrients run, are. run things. through these. Yeah.
1: I will tell you, I actually remember the moment that I read that um, relational nutrients are things you cannot give to yourself. And I was like, challenge accepted, John, John Townsend. Townsend. <laughs> you do not know Dr. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And he was right, of course, not me. Uh, yeah. But I remember being like, what? <laughs> like, what are you saying? I cannot sustain within my own self. And, uh, you know, almost like God created us to be connected and not just rely on him. Huh? So anyway, so yeah, that was a fun, that was a challenging book. But it was, it's. It's so good. So I've read good. it a couple yeah. of times. I give it out a lot too. I have all my mm-hmm. counselors read it too. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to move through these. I'm going to go quickly try and enunciate with my Louisiana, Tennessee, Texas accent. Um, and, uh, we'll go from there. And if you want to know more, you can read the book. All right. Um, so here are the 22 relational nutrients that Dr. John Townsend talks about, uh, acceptance, which is connection without judgment. Attunement, which is awareness of what another is experiencing and responding to it. Validation, so conveying that a person's experience is significant and not to be dismissed. Identification, sharing your similar story. Containment, allowing the other to vent while staying warm without reacting. That one's hard. Mm -hmm. Comfort, providing support for someone's loss. Affirmation, drawing attention to the good. Encouragement, conveying that you believe in someone's ability to do the difficult. Respect, assigning value. Hope, providing reality-based confidence in the future. Forgiveness, canceling debts. Celebration is your favorite. Acknowledging (laughs) a win, both cognitively and emotionally. And that is what I'm the worst at. And you have helped me so much at that. Uh So thank you. Um, Clarification, bringing order to confusion. Perspective, offering a different viewpoint. Insight, conveying a deeper understanding. Feedback, giving a personal response. Confrontation, my favorite. Facing someone with an appeal to change. (laughs) There's no issues at all, guys. Um, Advice, recommending an action step. Structure, providing a framework. Challenge, strongly recommending a difficult action. Development creating a growth environment and service guiding engagement to give back. Um, And if if you heard that list and recognize some things that you feel you receive from relationships, things you do not see, receive, or maybe you're like me, like, Oh, uh, the ones that I'm comfortable with are not the nicest ones. (laughs) that list, you know, that you do, because it is a development is all of those things. We need all of those things. And I think 22 can, seem overwhelming, but for the most part, you receive it from, from different yeah. people, yeah. you know, multiple ways, and you know the person that you're like, okay, I need you to lay it on me, mm-hmm. and the person that you're like, they're safe to vent to, mm-hmm. and the you know, and, and it's okay that you don't have to have 22 different friends for that, yeah. um, you know, but also, what are the ones that, which one are you,
0: mm-hmm. you know, in
1: that as well, but man, running through that list right now, I'm like, okay, I need to write like a whole group curriculum just based uh, on that, actually, I mean, really? so... That's what I'll be doing later you really today. You could
0: do like such a deep dive. Yeah. And I think I love that you clarified. Mm-hmm. He's, he says this all throughout the book. You cannot receive all 22 nutrients from one person. So yeah. when people say, well, you know, it's just me and my spouse. We're just. Oh,
1: Lord. Don't do that. It's just, us. That. It's just yeah. us
0: against the world. Right. Or like that's yeah, my, 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 my husband, friend, my me. only friend. <laughs> but I do. I mean, I know people who like. The only person that they would consider is in their inner circle is their spouse. Mm-hmm. I'm like that spouse is not giving you those 22 nutrients, you know. And this so, marriage
1: therapist has a lot to say about that, but yeah. we won't do it right now. <laughs> okay.
0: Whole well, another episode. We'll write that yeah. down for the future. Yeah. Um. But truly knowing and understanding how important it is to have diverse people in your life, people who can bring in a in a in an ideal world, you read that list and you go, no, I can think of people who bring. All of these various things. And like I said, it's not, it doesn't be 22 people. I can look at that all list right. and say, you know what? There's about five or six of those things that I think I'm pretty good at bringing into relationships. So maybe yeah. one person brings in three or four, one of pre- person brings in five or six, like yeah. whatever that is. I you had know. two,
1: Melanie. So good for you.
0: So I could be <laughs> I'm wrong. Just just wrong. No, you're guy. good I'm at probably trying. half that, that <laughs> list, to be honest <laughs> with you. So it was just very <laughs> fascinating realizing these are nutrients that you need. You need these to be everything that you were created to be. And so yeah. hopefully you recognized some of those that you have and, and maybe you saw some that you didn't. But I also thought it was interesting in that book, he talks about this idea of building what he calls, and it feels so very John Townsendy, a life team. I love it. I love it so much. Yes, A life team. But But a lot of the characteristics of what he calls a life team, I think are great characteristics for what we're talking about in this like close inner circle, these close relationships that you have in your life, some things to look for. He talked about um, shared essential values. And so the people in your closest inner circle, these are just like our fundamental biggest beliefs about life and really the things that guide our decisions, that guide our life's path. Of course, there should always be room for differences and for changing, you know, your perspective on things um, when it comes to like maybe minor spiritual ideas or politics (laughs) or Mm. culture or (laughs) personality styles. Like, of course, there's going to be differences and you want those differences in your life. But we're talking about the core views, the fundamental beliefs of your life, the people in your inner circle. They need to share those. You're going to disconnect too much on the core stuff if you if you don't if you're not on the same page about those things. Um, he talked about the importance of there being a stance for one another. So these are people in your life who are seeking each other's best, no matter what. Um, there's accountability, which we'll get to later, but there isn't judgment and condemnation, right? There is a place where like, we are on each other's sides. We have each other's backs. That's an important part of that community. Um, truthfulness, uh, a yeah. deep commitment to the truth, even if it's disruptive, like we, we know each other only to the extent that we're being honest with each other. So there's an ability to be honest and truthful with one another. Um, Mutuality, we've kind of already talked on this, but you're in it together. There's giving and there's receiving. And there are certain seasons where you may be giving more than receiving. And there are certain seasons where you're receiving more than you're giving, but there is a give and take again in that close inner circle. Um, He talked about chemistry. That's always good. You like each other. You get excited to be around each other. That's always nice in your close, tender circle of relationships. Um, availability. So you have to be available to having meaningful conversations with each other. And then, man, I could go hardcore on this last one. And we are going to go hardcore on it in a future episode. Vulnerability. Uh, oh, honey. I can't wait to do that one with you. Oh, man.
1: It's <sighs> like the sleep one. I'm just doing this to mess with you. I love it. Thank oh, you. Oh, my goodness. And I-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was very interesting. In People Fuel, he talked about five arenas of vulnerability. He talked about mm-hmm. mistakes, being vulnerable yep. in our mistakes, our struggles, our weaknesses, our needs, and our emotions. And I thought that was yep. extremely helpful to think through the different areas of your life. Because I may be really good at being vulnerable about my emotions or my weaknesses, but I don't want to talk about the actual mistakes I'm making. I want to go there. So it's like actually being vulnerable in these different arenas. And the craziest thing is that vulnerability, I truly believe is the absolute hardest thing for most people. It is, it's like, that is the hardest thing, but it is also the most important thing for deep relationships. Without it, you just don't have it. And it isn't uh, shocking to me that, you know, all the way back in the Garden of Eden, like that is what caused shame and anxiety and fear of rejection and that's what makes vulnerability so hard and so mm-hmm. again that is one that is so big we're just going to do an entire episode of it coming up soon on just the importance of vulnerability without it you just don't have deep relationships you just don't it's it's impossible so um yeah. you know we'll deep dive on that later
1: good we'll can't wait teaser. i'm gonna move on thank you <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it then when you make me um no so but to add to that list and uh in uh your your favorite book uh too the find your people mm-hmm. um right <laughs> but uh i actually i really like how so jenny allen again we're just gonna, i'm just gonna keep saying her name but um when she she looks at vulnerability and what life looked back like ugh, let me say those words again she examines vulnerability from the standpoint of like what did life look like back in the garden of eden um because i, I which i think is a pretty great start it's to a, it's examining start. vulnerability start. yeah because yeah we're just walking around in the wilderness without clothes on that feels mm-hmm. like and it's just the two of us thank god okay um mm-hmm. so a lot of a lot of that would actually be my definition yeah, she of, really
0: unpacks it from that place of like what did just like I mean, they had perfect relationship. Like, let's go back to the only time in the history of mankind that there was perfection right. in relationships. Right. That's for a great seven minutes for us to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We did it. Seven but, minutes. What did guys. it look
0: like? Because that's what we should be going for here. I love yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I like that she does that. But again, for me, I appreciate she does it because I'm like, that's maybe the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> thing mm-hmm. to think about. Mm-hmm. But she looked at proximity, right, which we referred to earlier—physical, which is physical closeness. Um, and I will say that has been like the fight for us when your yep. closest people live nine hours away. Yep. Um, you know, and gas prices are crazy. I mean, even forty minutes away, it
0: it's imp- yeah, that's it's true. So hard when you're right. trying to, get, to be in close relationships with people who live forty minutes.
1: Absolutely. Away. And I've I've shared this like our our church it was just in Nashville. It was just this incredibly life changing church, but it was forty five minutes away, and yeah. and to live in that area was literally just we're not just in timberlake so couldn't afford (laughs) to be closer um but that was a really we were spent a lot of time like how do we fight for what we know we need with that and so there's Mm -hmm. you know you got to figure out proximity sometimes Mm -hmm. um but anyway in the garden they had proximity they had transparency um they were naked and unashamed fully known and fully loved um they had a shared purpose Right. So they were given a clear calling to care for creation. There was consistency. They couldn't quit each other because, mm-hmm. you That's know, there you were. Yeah, <laughs> they needed each other and they shared everything together. Um, so they, you know, just waking up every day knowing that like that person is there and the idea of them not being there anymore wasn't really mm-hmm. A Mm -hmm. thought, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not functioning out of fear of like, well, what if you leave or what if this or what if that, like they're there, you know, and that can be physically and emotionally, obviously. And then my favorite, accountability. Mm -hmm. Right? So they lived under submission to God and to each other. Um, And if we're just being honest, our culture's declaration of personal independence Mm -hmm. uh, has pushed us pretty far from this one, Mm -hmm. but it's really important. And honestly, we need to, uh, you know, there's all these words I want to take back for (laughs) for Jesus, and this is 100% one of them. Mm -hmm. Accountability actually calls us to be who we were meant to be. We are, whether we like it or not, we are accountable to other people. What you do and say affects others. And to not step into that is, frankly, super weak, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we have to step into that authority and responsibility that we exist with others and and figure out how to be comfortable with accountability. And I feel like this trend... That is just to accept and tolerate everything at all costs, like to each his own, like you do you, boo boo, you know, mm-hmm. here's, you know, <laughs> right. and all that kind of thing. But like not, you know, number one, not everybody is asking or looking for you to hold them accountable. So true, true. your okay. job is not to run around and be like, I disagree with all of this. Let me mm-hmm. hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Right. This is this is a very um, intimate yeah. and very honored, sacred
0: That's why we're talking about the close inner circle.
1: Exactly. So that's it. So yeah, so I don't need you to get on TikTok and judge everybody. (laughs) It's bad for your soul. I had to delete it. (laughs) Anyway, but I just mean like this is, you know, within a place of when you see someone doing something that's hurtful to them, especially if in their close, you get to say, hey, I'm really concerned about that, Mm -hmm. right? Or like, I'm seeing this. Do you feel like that's good? Or are you okay? And that we're not afraid of. The response, right? And that person is allowed to go, I don't know, I think I'm good, but because y'all are in relationship, they'll actually consider it. Yeah. Right. And and I've got people in my life that when they ask me things, I'm like, okay, I, I don't have to just take it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have to just go, oh, you know, people holding me accountable tell me something, I change my behavior immediately. That's not what this is. You're not a probation officer. Yeah. Right? It's it's hey, I'm gonna point something out, and then it's my job to take ownership think through it and pray through it because I'm in relationship with someone that I know cares about me. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I value and respect their challenge, frankly. Um, And so, you know, um, you know, when I'm being an idiot, which is like a lot uh, or doing something that's only going to harm me or harm others. Like I don't need you to tolerate or accept me. Mm -hmm. I need you to call me out. Like, and that's what I want. I want someone to go, Hey, That's not all right. And I love those people in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And and I try and be that for others in the right context and relationship as well. Because again, then, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, then we can do something about it. Mm -hmm. I just need to know. I mean, you know, I'll never probably tell this story on here, but I literally almost married someone and no one told me, Mm. hey, that's a bad idea Mm. until after I called the wedding off. Yeah. And I literally sat in months of being like, can I even trust anyone? Yeah. You know, and their whole response was like, well, we knew you'd be upset. I was like, you know, when I'd be upset yeah. when I'm in a horrible marriage and you were like, yeah, I probably should have told you. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when I would have been really oh, upset, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is hard. And I get it. I'm not always rainbow. So um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I get it. OK. Um, but, you know, to leave uh, this point on a Jenny, Jenny Allen Quote, says, when we are left alone and unbothered, we become the worst version of ourselves. We mm-hmm. need people who see us, who call us up and out. And mm-hmm. I would get that tattooed somewhere. That's exactly right. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and I, yeah, I think you're right. I think when it comes to that piece, which accountability is such an important, such an important piece of that close connection or those close relationships that you have that close inner circle that you have sometimes you have to give people permission i i do i struggle with bringing challenge to other people and i know it but if someone leads out like brooke you've done Mm -hmm. this with me before you've said hey i gotta put something in front of you and i need you to tell me if i'm being ridiculous yeah when you have given me permission i feel so much more like oh okay she's literally asking me Right. So for some people and in these friendships that you have, you need to be doing that because there are people who it is just hard for them. It is hard for them yeah. to bring that kind of challenge. But if you will say, hey, guys, I need y'all to tell me if I'm being an idiot, mm-hmm. then my hope and prayer is that you've got people who are like, oh, all I needed was just a little bit of permission. Again, hopefully as <laughs> yeah. that trend continues in those relationships, it just becomes a given. Like you've right. given me permission to speak into your life. You've given me that permission. So I don't have to be scared about it anymore because you have regularly told me that you want me to tell you when you're being an idiot and vice That's versa. Right. So
1: right, I, I, I
0: I hope that... Because wouldn't,
1: wouldn't you say with me now, at this point, we've been friends for six years. Like, yeah. I don't think I have... I mean, I will tell you because I'm obviously, I know that's not easy for you. Yeah. But I think if I do something, you are very open to be like... Like, what? I'm not
0: scared. You've told me enough. Yeah. You've yes, told me enough. we can do it.
1: Yes. <laughs> so
0: Brooke has given yeah. me this provision.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, and, and, and you're talking enough that these ideas are developing with someone else yes, too. Yes. Right. It's not like we talk every six months, right? So you're in relationship with people... You know,
0: consistency, um, like we've talked about. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like a bomb gets dropped. Like we've been kind of (laughs) going through this a while. And And, uh, in that example that
0: you've talked about, like you, you know, if if we had been friends back in the day and we were Mm -hmm. in each other's lives, as soon as you started dating somebody that I was like, hmm, at some point in that relationship, in our friendship, it probably wouldn't have gotten to like, we're engaged now, right? Like it probably, Mm -hmm. we would have been having lots of conversations way before that, you know? And so again, I think that's a great point. Is that when you're in someone's life and they're in your life, this, this is just part of your regular rhythm. And that is the hope and prayer is that none of us are making horrible life shattering decisions for our lives because we've always had these people that are in it with us from the very beginning. And so, um, I, you know, we have like run through long lists in this episode more for the sake of going, Hey, like there are so many things that could characterize these kinds of communities. And you may have listened today and realized like, I do not have relationships or community in my life. Like what y'all have described, like I do not have relationships in my life where there's transparency and consistency and accountability and truthfulness, you know, vulnerability, like I don't have those kinds of relationships in my life. Um, and if that is true, um, and, and if you have even recognized as we've talked today, like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I don't have that. I wish I had that. Like that's kind of been welling up in you, man, stick with us because we are going to be really unpacking in these future episode episodes about what it looks like to pursue that kind of community. It's not just like, <laughs> I feel like so far in the series, we've gone from like, we all need this Everything about our culture is pushing us against it. And then today we've painted this picture of like all these things that would characterize this kind of community. And so you may just be left going like, well, man, I need it. I can't have it. And I definitely don't have what you guys talked about today. Where do I go from now? That's where that's where we're going to be really focusing these future shows. And I also think it's so important, even as we've talked today, for us to recognize that investing I think there are a lot of people who say like investing in deep community and deep relationships is just self-serving. It's just about you and it's selfish and it's about pursuing your own happiness and your own joy or whatever. But I think, and you've mentioned this um, briefly earlier, but the most life-giving relationships and community are the ones that are centered on a bigger mission. And it is out of, it is out of those healthy life-giving relationships that we are ministering and loving to people deeply and intentionally outside of here, mm-hmm. and so you—you you cannot go save the world if you don't have a home base and a close inner circle that you are receiving nutrients from. That you have—that that is where your home base is, and out of that place, you are able to minister and love to people outside of that circle deeply and intentionally and in a very really healthy way. And so, and as you're building that kind of community in your life, hopefully you are noticing people around you who, who want those kinds of relationships and you're pulling them in, right? You're, you're, it's not just like a, it's not just like a social club of like the elite people, like you're not allowed in. It's more just saying like, Hey, I, we need these, these close, these close four or five or six people in our life um, but we're also being very mindful of others who need that and who need to be drawn into that. Um, and so I, I think john thirteen thirty five is is really a good like theme verse probably for this whole series because it's It's when Jesus says, your love for one another is going to actually prove to the world that you are my disciples. How is the world going to recognize Christians? It's the way they're loving one another. So the whole point of all that we're talking about is about the mission of God and is about reaching a lost world. It is pointing the world to Jesus so that they will come to know Jesus because of the way that we are loving one another. And we are in relationship with one another. I mean, that's just from the Bible. It's not my idea. You know, right. Jesus said it. So that's, that is the whole point of this. And so, you know, pursuing this is going to be hard work. It's going to take a lot of intentionality and we're going to talk more about that in coming episodes, but I believe it will absolutely change the world. It really is going to change the world. And so um, we hope that, you have been, I don't know what, by this show today, encouraged, inspired. Maybe it stirred some things in you of going, man, I do not have what they have described. And so um, stick with us. As always, if these content, if the content of these podcasts has been helpful for you, we're always so grateful. If you would rate the show, write a review. Um, if you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, because we went, we talked about a lot today, um, or yeah. if you just want to continue to share your ideas for like how we can unpack these things in a more helpful way, let us know by emailing us at at mercytalk@mercymultiplied.com. You can also find more about Mercy uh, at uh, our website, mercymultiplied.com and also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.